Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Monday, so we got another week ahead of us, and it's just been, it's been really busy recently. I think we've had a lot of releases. I mean, yesterday we had a Sunday release, which is super rare for sneakers, so at least for the Nike sneaker app. Uh, so that was cool to get those kind of released. I ended up hitting on that pair, which was awesome. Super, super high profit on those. They're going for about 700 to 800 right now, and the buy cost was about 180 So just a really, really good pair of sneakers to hit on. I, I was super, super excited because I didn't realize how limited the sneakers would be, but they were fairly limited. So it was really, really cool to be able to hit on those sneakers. And so they've been doing a lot of sneaker releases this week in honor of Kobe Bryant, who passed away, I think, either early February, late January, somewhere around that time period. And he was in, like, a horrible helicopter accident. And, you know, it was a a whole, a very big tragedy, I would say. Um, But they've been honoring Kobe for two reasons, I believe. One being that his birthday was yesterday. He would have turned 42. Uh, so, you know, he died fairly young in retrospect to, you know, how old people tend to live. And two, um, his numbers that he played in the NBA under the number that he had on his jersey was eight when he came into the NBA as a rookie. And then he transitioned to 24. And so today was 824. And so they kind of honored that as Kobe Day. And they released this Kobe Proto 5, this Kobe 5 Proto uh, Lakers edition shoe that was extremely limited released on nike and maybe a couple other sites and it was extremely extremely difficult to get i ended up missing on them uh most people missed on them i think out of my group that i'm in maybe two people hit on them like just very very few people were able to hit on them so it was a very interesting kind of release and there was a a little kind of side release they did where they released a Lakers jersey that had an 8 on the front for his rookie jersey number and then a 24 on the back with his name and it was I think it was called like the Lakers City Edition Black Mamba Edition jersey um, and it released on the sneaker site and then maybe and on a couple other sites as well but it was it was very interesting because I didn't think that there would be a lot of resale behind it but that jersey ended up being super super limited as well a very very highly collectible item and i was looking at comps for the shoes and the jersey the shoes are comping at about seven to eight hundred right now the jersey the jersey there was only like 12 listings on ebay which is extremely low for a sneakers release and so people are listing these things at like 300 bucks and selling them and i'm looking and some of these listings are like 600 800 a thousand dollars there were a couple that sold for upwards of 600 bucks and so just crazy crazy releases some people were having you know you you can step on either side of the line i guess and and that's something sometimes we tiptoe as resellers is where you stand morally and, and that's the great thing about having your own business right you don't have to do anything that you don't feel is morally right and that's something that's comforting to me if i don't feel like investing in something or spending my money on something or selling something, I don't have to sell it. And even if the profit's there, I've, you know, it's hard sometimes to pass on good profit, but it's important to keep in mind what you feel morally obligated to do. And so I, you know, 
I, I love Kobe. I love watching him. I, I loved watching some of the stuff that he did in the NBA. Um, I did end up buying the shoes for resale. Some people were against that, and, and that is what it is for, for those people. But, um, you know, it's just crazy. I, I can't believe that somebody would even pay that much for a pair of sneakers. I really can't. Um, but it was a really, really interesting thing to watch. And so that is something that I was just doing today. I, I saw those come out. I went for those. Uh, missed a few times, and, and that that is what it is. So... Um, outside of that, we have a bunch more releases this week. I think that the, I, I haven't checked, but I think that the Metacom, which I think that's how you say the name, but, uh, the Bear Brick collab with Nike, the Dunks that are coming out for those, they're supposedly coming out tomorrow. I didn't look at the sneakers app for that. Um, I honestly haven't looked at the upcoming calendar yet this week, but if that's true, you definitely want to go for those. Those are going to be a a very very good release to go after now i was talking to one of my good friends who has recently gotten into a little bit of sneaker reselling just reselling in general and he was almost like hey you know it's difficult to hit on these releases i don't even know how you're getting any of them and right now what nike's been doing some of these limited releases they've been extremely difficult to hit on i wouldn't be surprised if me, you, most people are missing on these because the shoes are so limited and you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people going for these shoes at one time. And so it is extremely difficult to hit on some of these pairs, um, especially these limited ones. The Kobe's that came out yesterday and today, very limited. The Dunks are always very limited. That's why they resell for so much. Um, some of these collabs, the higher end collabs, the off-whites, the ones that they did with uh, the Grateful Dead, the Strange Loves, like uh, the Chunky Donkeys, these are extremely limited release shoes, and you got to imagine, they only produce maybe 30, 40,000 pairs of these shoes. I don't know how many Nike's releasing on the sneakers app, but they're not releasing all those pairs on the sneakers, right? You, you may only go for them on sneakers, but they give a lot of them to skate shops, they give a lot of them to other shops around the world, and then there are a lot of other, like, different sites that release these shoes, and we oftentimes only go for them on the sneakers app. It's hard to find a skate shop around me. I'm from Pittsburgh. There's not really that many skate shops in my local area. I think the closest one is actually uh, in Philadelphia. And so I don't really have any skate shops to go find a raffle ticket for and get in line and stuff like that. It's, it's not something I can do. But there are a lot of skate shops around some of these areas like a San Francisco, like, a, like an Orlando, like a New York City, like, like areas like that that are more heavily populated, uh, more urban areas, and a lot of these skate shops end up doing releases and stuff like that. So it, you got to realize that if they're only producing 30,000 pairs of the shoe, that's probably not going to be that many on sneakers, and they're probably not even going to have that many on there just because they're releasing so many other pairs to these other distribution centers, whether that be a another website, whether that be another, uh, like a skate shop or something. And so that's one of the difficult things about getting sneakers. And so... Um, you know, don't be discouraged by that. I think that there's a lot of money to be made, and I know that there is a lot of money to be made if you're diligent, if you're always kind of learning and researching. Um, and so that's what I've been doing and, and trying to really increase my knowledge because I like sneakers. I'm kind of realizing that more. I wish I would have been in the bubble, the 2015 2000 to 2017 18 bubble of sneakers and even last year when people were doing like crazy things with sneakers getting a lot of pairs now it's very difficult there's just so many people in on the game they know reselling is big gary v pumped it 
talked about sneaker resellers. People went in, they started doing sneaker reselling and stuff. And so, I mean, that's the whole reason I do reselling. And it's definitely not like difficult, right? I mean, it's very hard now compared to what it was, but at the same time, it's not too difficult that you can't start. And so that's something I'm thinking about right now. I mean, where to start? And, and somebody messaged me on Instagram yesterday and said, Hey, how do I start? And it kind of caught me off guard. I haven't had somebody ask me how to start in a little while. And I didn't really know what to say for a second. I was like, well, what would I do if I was actually starting out right now? And so I basically just said what I did. And so if you don't know, I started selling coffee mugs and stuff out of a thrift store because I watched Gary Vee do it. And I've resold before on eBay. I've sold sneakers before on eBay, not from releases, but from like outlets and stuff like that. And so I went and basically what I told him is if I were you, I would go and try and hit up your local thrift, but more so I would just find, you know, if you have 200 bucks um, and it just so happens that he worked with my younger sister at the one like job she had over the summer. And so I said, I, like, you probably made some money this summer. Take 200 bucks of that. Go invest it into a pair of shoes that releases on Nike. Go invest it into some shoes at Marshalls. Save your receipts. If 29 days roll around and you haven't sold them, go take them back to that store return them, get your money back, and keep doing that until you can flip a pair. And then when you flip it, then you have some capital to work with. And maybe keep reinvesting that 200 plus the capital you've gotten until you can have 400 bucks. And now you can take the 200 back and keep it for yourself if you want, or just keep rolling with it. Now you have 400 bucks, flip that into you know 600 bucks. Keep doing sneakers, learn new niches, learn things about reselling from people like Reezy, people like Flip Foot, people like Pure Hustle Podcast, these people that have been doing it and are doing it full time, have been doing it at scale. These kind of people, they really, really know what they're doing. And so that's what my kind of advice to him was. And it's it's really what I would do. I mean, if I had to start over, if I had no money right now and I had to start over from zero and I was just given, you know, either 200 bucks or my credit card or whatever I wanted to have, um, you know, and and don't take debt out on this. I only say credit card because I didn't actually really have that much money. So I was putting like charges on my credit card. And if they didn't, if they didn't, um, sell in the allotted time for my credit card to be paid off, I would just return them before it needed paid off. And that way I never actually had to pay off the card, never had to pay money and stuff. So that's how I got started. But, um, you know, it is something where I wouldn't take out debt for this, right? Unless you have money to put into it, then, then that's a different story. But, for now, you know, and I would just I would just go start buying things and buying things with a return policy. That way you can take them back and you're not just sinking money into stuff and losing it. And so that's really what I would do. I mean, there's not really too much to it outside of putting in the time and effort. And that's really the biggest thing, right? I mean, it, it took me four months to realize that maybe I was doing things not the right way, but that's how you learn, right? And so, yeah, four months of, and I remember, like, I remember, like, looking at my spreadsheet, seeing, and I have it turn green whenever the, whenever my margin, basically, whenever my business is running positively, it's green. Whenever my business is running negatively, meaning I've spent more money than I actually have made, or, you know, I have less money than, you know, I've spent more money than I made, it's red. And that's how it started out, right? You can't just start from nothing unless you're doing a credit card, but, I had like probably like 20 bucks, right? So like put like 20 bucks into the business and um, ended up going into the red, right? Because you put 20 bucks in, you didn't have anything out. And and so, yeah, but 20 bucks is not enough to go to a Nike store and buy $100 shoes or, or $200 in shoes. And that's why I always say I really didn't have any money because I wasn't putting, you know, I wasn't going to the Nike store and spending $20 on shoes. You actually have to have some money to do that. So um, I was doing that with a credit card, but 
you know, I'd already invested 20 bucks. And I remember looking at that sheet and seeing it go to like negative 20 bucks and then maybe like negative 15. And then like, you know, I would somehow I, I'd get a couple more bucks. I put that in. Now it's at like negative 30 because maybe I got some money for my birthday or something like that. Um, and so I figured, you know, let's put a little bit more in. Now it's at negative 30. I've spent some money on like photo board and stuff like that. And, and you know, it, it kept building from there where it was kind of like negative and probably like three months into it, I had acquired a good amount of inventory, but I really hadn't broken positive yet. And I was like wondering, am I an idiot? Like, is that, is that possible? If I just spent three months wasting money and acquiring a lot of junk and both of those was probably true. There's a lot of stuff that I acquired in those three months that was junk, right? And there's a lot of stuff that I still have from those three months, but I wasn't an idiot because I was able to learn a lot from that experience. And it taught me a lot about supply and demand. It taught me a lot about what categories I like to source from. It just taught me a ton of stuff that I don't think, I don't think I would have learned outside of just reselling like that and, and, and really paying up and trying to learn it starting from, you know, ground zero. And so that's something for me that I would recommend that you do. Um, just trying to learn and trying to put some effort into it. I mean, the, the effort's the biggest thing, right? You can have everything else, but if you have a ton of money and you don't really put in the effort to learn what you're doing, you're kind of screwed because you're not going to actually know what to invest in. You're just going to waste money on like random junk. And so for me, it was kind of probably a blessing that I didn't have much money starting out and that I was able to really start this thing from scratch. That way I didn't first off, waste a lot of money. And number two, it taught me a lot about working with a little. And that's something that's important. I think that once you know how to work a thrift store, and I'm not the best thrifter, I'll put that out there. I'm really not that great at thrift stores, right? I walk in there. If I don't see something I like, like I get pretty frustrated easily. I'm not one of those people that easily finds a ton of profit in a thrift. But I've probably made uh, one or two grand off of thrift store finds. I mean, it's just... It's very, very, it's fun and you can find treasures in there. I mean, I found a clock in there one time that for somehow was operated with all these ball bearings and stuff and, and what somehow it kept time. I don't know. The clock's worth like 250 bucks because it was from the 90s and it was some collector's item. And and you don't find those every day, right? But 250 bucks, if you walk in there your first time, you spend six bucks and you make 250 bucks. One, you're hooked. You're never going to stop. I mean, that's, that's a guarantee. I, I can't see anybody stopping after that. And two, more importantly, you're going to have a lot more money to work with. And so that's something that I've kind of learned over time to work with and do is to just try and try and work with what you have and basically just, you know, grind it out, learn, put a lot of research and go on social media, follow some of these bigger accounts, do smart things. Think about what you would do if you had to tell somebody what to do. And that's what I, I try and do, you know, look up hashtags that are relevant to what you're looking for. Uh, look into people, go from those hashtags, see what the top posts are on Instagram, go find those people on Instagram, you know, and, and see what they're talking about. Maybe those people are resellers. Then you see what they're talking about. And by, you know, some good fortune, you find a reseller who wants to help you learn about reselling, which if you're listening to this podcast, congrats, you've already found somebody who wants to help you. But like, you know, you'll find more people that way. And then you just keep building it out from there. You keep you you follow those people then you maybe follow some of their followers and you see kind of what they're doing and you can kind of get a good scale of what people starting from zero to people who have already made it are doing you can kind of base your where you're at and what you're trying to do based off of those people and and learn from those people i mean don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and talk to them chances are if somebody has a ton of followers they may not get back to you that well but you know if somebody has 
you know, a couple hundred followers and they look like they're doing really well, message them and say, hey, what's up? You know, what are you doing? Or message me. I mean, I know enough to help you out. I don't know everything. I don't really know a whole ton about reselling outside of what I like to do, which is sneakers. But, you know, I can help you out and get you started in that sector and then you can make some money and and go do what you want to do. If you want to do books, if you want to do Amazon, if you want to do Etsy, if you want to start an Etsy shop, if you want to do a clothing business, I can help you get, um, you know, learn some print-on-demand stuff or at least find somebody that knows print-on-demand. I mean, that's, that's, that's the key, right? You just have to have money and then you start doing what you want to do and from there you can build it out and stuff. And so that's what I would do. If I was starting out, I would honestly really, really hit Ross and Marshalls. I wouldn't spend a ton. I'd maybe take 200 bucks, take it a little slower so you learn, know what you're doing, go search eBay comps, learn how to search sold comps on eBay, which is very easy. You just filter by sold and then by most recent and it gives you the sold comps a comp is in a comparison of what it is sold for and then from there you just buy things and try and sell them and if they don't sell make sure you have a receipt make sure that you know the return policy and return them within the allotted time period so that you get your money back and that's it i mean that is risk-free learning how to buy and sell on ebay and that's really all there is to it there isn't anything else i can really say about it um, then you can look into getting into a group or looking at it. I mean, that stuff's down the road. But I would start out just with the basics, learning eBay, learning Amazon, um, and, and just going with that and learning how to find different items for each platform. And so that's really what I would focus on if I was new. If I, if I had never sold anything before, that's what I would do. Um, and, you know, from there you can build out and, and start to meet people, start to learn new things, and then you know, you have a little bit of capital to work with. You can test new ideas, test new products, test new other things. And so that's really what I'm working on right now. Hopefully that helps you out. But, um, you know, I'm going to go. I got to get into the store. I got to get into a couple other stores and I got to get home and get a ton of work done. So uh, hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight as to how I would do it if I was starting out. But hopefully you could take something from that. And um, if you're just starting out, you can get rolling and get on the ball. Um, if you guys ever need anything, just hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter. Um, my links are down in the description of the show notes in every show. So you literally just click those. They'll take you straight to Twitter, straight to Instagram on my profile, and then you can hit me up there. So that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good one and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.